Poor Moses. Don't you feel bad for Moses a little bit? You know, he had all this, he had this great gig in Egypt for a while, and things were going really well, and then he had a little accident, he got angry and killed somebody, and he left. And he ran off to Midian and spent 20-something years there kind of getting his act together. And he was quite comfortable and quite happy there shepherding. He was, a, he was a good shepherd, was out chasing some goats around, in fact, when he saw this burning bush thing. And he could have just kept on going. And quite frankly, afterwards, he wished he had. But instead, he, the Scriptures say he turned and looked and decided to go investigate. And that's when it all fell apart. I've often wondered about this. I wonder how many other people passed by there and just kept going. right? But Moses... <laughs> Moses decided to go investigate. And that's when the voice of the Lord came out of the bush and said, Moses, I have a plan for you. And I have heard the cries of my people and I'm making that your problem to go help me resolve. And Moses, after being, you know, after getting over the shock of the talking burning bush right said god uh i think it's a bad idea no one's gonna believe me and god said that's all right i got that covered i he gave him a couple of tricks to do like a thing with a stick that turns into a snake and he did some weird thing with his hand then in his cloak and did a few uh had a few good tricks and god says well there you go just show him your tricks and tell him who you are and and Moses said, but God, who am I going to tell them? They don't even know who you are. Who am I going to tell them uh, sent me? And God said, that's all right. I got that covered. I am that I am. Just tell them I am sent you. Oh, Moses is like, you know what, God? I, I don't talk very well. People aren't going to listen to me. I stammer. I stutter. I, 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 I pick the wrong words. I cuss a lot. People are not going to want to hear what I have to say. And God, God said, oh, it's all right. I got that covered too. Take your brother Aaron, and he can be your mouthpiece. You tell Aaron what to say. Aaron will tell them. He speaks well, you know, and uh, we'll do it that way. Finally, Moses just says, can't you pick somebody else? Please, just take somebody else. This is where God gets angry. Is like, enough of this. I'm tired of your excuses. You're the guy. Go. And I have empowered you to do all that I have asked you to do. And as Moses looked upon this flame, which is going out again, but I don't know, what are you going to do? <laughs> as Moses looked upon this flame, realized he ought to just do what God is asking him to do and God promised I will be with you and the evidence of that is the Shekinah glory of God that's what Moses was looking at when he saw that bush that was flaming up but not burning up 
was the Shekinah glory of God that comes to us. And every time the glory of God is talked about in the Old Testament, it's talked about as a fire. It's the same fire that was in the bush. Moses took it with him out into the wilderness. It's the same fire that blocked the Egyptian soldiers when Moses was trying to get everyone across the Red Sea. It's the same Shekinah glory of God that descended on the mountain when Moses was given the Ten Commandments. It's the same Shekinah glory of God that came and descended onto the tabernacle that went out ahead of them everywhere they went. It's that same Shekinah glory of God that lit up Solomon's Holy of Holies after he built his temple so that they knew that the presence of the Lord was there and it is the same Shekinah glory of God that that the people of uh, that the Jewish people in their festival of lights tried to stir up and imitate as they filled their cauldrons with oil and lit them on fire and it's the same Shekinah glory of God that came and descended on the disciples in Pentecost in Acts 2 that came out as tongues of fire. That fire that lit that bush is the same fire that lit the twelve disciples and called them to a purpose, amen. Called them to a purpose and empowered them in that, with that Shekinah glory of God. In a bush, oh great, <laughs> in a bush on the Holy of Holies, But by the time we get to Acts, where is that glory of God? It's inside each of us. It it descends on the disciples and then goes out like fingers and rests on their head, indicating where does God reside? Not in the Holy of Holies, not in a bush, but in the followers, in those who love Him. Amen? And Moses resisted it. And Moses, but, but Moses knew that there was a real calling here. And he went. And the result was the people of God were freed from their captivity. The people of God were freed from their slavery. The people of God were brought into right relationship, into shalom relationship with God. Now, it wasn't easy. In fact, they griped a lot when they got out of there and they longed for the days of Egypt when everything was done for them. But at the end of the day, what they got was that right relationship with God. And what I want, what what I hear in the Scriptures for you and me today is that we have that same calling as Moses. We live in a hurt and a broken world. We live in a world that is shackled by its hopelessness. We live in a world that's shackled by its shame and its guilt. We live in a world that's shackled by its elitism and its stratifications. We live in a world that's shackled by its own sinfulness. We live in a world that's shackled by its violence and its horror. But we live in a world that is not beyond God's grasp because God hears the cry of His people. Amen? God hears the cry of His people. 
the people who are filled who are marginalized, the people who are left out, the people who are poor, the people who are wounded and hurt, the people who are told they don't belong, the people who are told they do not have a peace of God, the people who are told they are without hope and without life. God hears their cry. And then God turns to you and to me and says, I've heard the cry of my people, First Baptist Church, and I'm making that your problem. I'm calling you to help me out. But we're not going alone. We are going empowered with the Shekinah glory of God given to us. It is that same fire that inspired Moses, that same fire that rested with the disciples, and it is the same fire that dwells within each of us, that gives us a yearning for this city and this community, that gives us a yearning to see the hurt people healed, that gives us a yearning to reach out to those who have been left out, that gives us a yearning to want to see hope restored in the hearts of the people we know and love and the strangers we come in contact with. This is why we have such passion for some very significant ministries. This is why we have such passion for those people who don't fit in because God has given us that calling to carry out. There are people who need to know God's love. Some of them are going to come here to find it. Amen? Most of them won't, unfortunately. (laughs) Do you know what we're going to have to do? We're going to have to take that Shekinah glory with us out into the wilderness. And we're going to have to spread it around. And we're going to have to respond to to the needs of the people outside these walls. And we're going to have to be a force to be reckoned with in this city so that people might know they are beloved children of God. And people might know that people like you and me see them as brothers and sisters. That people might know that when we reach out a hand and shake a hand, and develop a new relationship, somehow we have become closer to the kingdom of God. Amen? It is our calling. It is our passion. It is what we have been built to do and have been building up to. We have answered callings for over a hundred and something years and responded to the leading of the Shekinah glory of God. And we are called now, today, to to continue to respond to that. But God doesn't just send us out alone. We have each other. Amen? We have one another to do this journey together. And we have the Shekinah glory, the fire of God, that goes with us wherever we go. And it's my prayer that as we come together on Sunday mornings, what happens is that fire gets stirred up within us 
to the point that we can't walk by. Now we could. We could just pretend that flame isn't there and the bush isn't there. I know the flame's not there. Pretend it is. <laughs> we can walk by and go about our business. But it calls us. And it lures us in. But, and once we are there, we can't help it. We have to respond. Like Moses. Moses tried every excuse in the book. And I don't want to, you know, God doesn't want to hear. It's too hard. People don't respond. Our culture makes it so difficult. God doesn't want to hear what's wrong with the plan. God wants to hear, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> and God wants to know that we have opened ourselves up for the infilling of God's empowering Spirit. And I promise you, as we are filled with that fire, we will be a force to be reckoned with. And this city will know love in a way it has never known before. And from this city to this state, from this state to this country, from this country to this world, the kingdom of God will be heralded and lived out. One relationship, one loving touch, one caring word at a time. Amen? Let us pray. Our loving God, as we hear these powerful words of calling that You gave to Moses, we recognize ourselves in that same passage being called to a ministry of freedom. A ministry of releasing people from captive a ministry of allowing Your glory to shine that others may know who You are and how much You love them. May we, may we be responsive. May we turn and move toward that flame that, you, that calls us. Always empowered by Your Spirit. Never moving out where You don't lead. We ask all of this in the precious and powerful name of Christ. Amen.